Dale was an experienced man. He'd worked and walked in the Tennessee woods since his youngest days. He knew every last path like the back of his weathered hands. Dale knew the bears in his area on an individual basis. He knew when the local wolf pack patrolled this neck of the woods. He was well versed in the faint signs left by that single elusive cougar who prowled here. This was something entirely different. Almost by accident, Dale came across the tracks late into a cold Friday afternoon. Three prints preserved in a drift of freshly fallen snow. Each track was composed of a singular indent in the center, winged by four impossibly faint claw marks. Two in front, two behind. No animal that Dale knew left tracks like this. Despite the twinge of curiosity telling him to search for more prints, Dale was wise in the ways of the woods. No man, no matter how experienced, should go off following a trackway he don't understand. Even if Dale had wanted to, there was hardly any trackway to follow. Past the lone snowdrift, the prints were too faint to discern among the bed of fallen pine needles and stray leaves, almost as if whatever had left them was too light to even leave an impression. Dale squinted up through the far-thinned canopy. The sun would be down in a few hours, and the sense of unease instilled by these phantom tracks was making him more than keen to get back to his cabin. As Dale turned his back on the trackway and started his return hike, he heard a twig snap. It was like the sound out of a horror movie, far clearer than he'd heard all of his time in the woods. Wheeling around, he expected to see some sign of what had made the noise, but there was nothing. I don't get paid enough for this Yankee Doodle nonsense. Dale slipped his modeling lever action off his shoulder and brought it to bear, scanning the tree line for God knows what as he slowly stepped backwards and away. It made sense now why the snapping twig had been so loud. Every chirping bird and chattering squirrel in the area had fallen silent. The woods themselves were holding their breath, and Dale knew it was the sign of a large predator in the area. Bringing his eye to his rifle scope, Dale saw something for a split second. A reflection of something leaning out of the tree directly behind him. The tree he was only some ten feet away from. Dale whipped around, but the thing was gone. It had been slender and leaning at an angle that should have been impossible for any human. Were there more than one? How else could have gotten behind him, unless it was that fast? Instinctively, Dale turned again. This time, he was fast enough to catch the receding edge of the thing in his sights. It was visible for the last tenth of a second, disappearing so rapidly that Dale was still unable to get an idea of what the damn thing even looked like. He remained facing the tree that it hid behind, sure to stand far enough away that he could see both sides. For a moment, everything was still. Then a shower of leaves from above drew Dale's vision upwards. Those branches some twenty-five feet above were jostling as if something had just crossed them. But whatever it was remained elusive. Backstepping to the center of the clearing, Dale drew in his breath and turned in a slow circle, paying more attention to the reflection of his scope than the scope itself. Soon he saw it again, a pale brown head leaning slowly out from behind a tree directly behind him. The head had no discernible features, merely a shape against the tree. Had it been stationary, he could have mistaken it for a stump of some kind. But this was no stump. Dale forced himself to freeze, facing in the opposite direction from the thing as it grew confident in its approach. It took a silent step away from its cover, moving on sinewy legs. It moved like a bird, and birds broke easily. Dale only needed one shot. The thing took another step, its face tilted to the side as if studying him. It was fully outside of its cover now, a mere ten paces behind him. Eight paces. Six paces. 
before. It stood on one leg, its other reaching slowly towards him. Its individual talons were longer than Dale's hands. It was nearly close enough to reach Dale when he turned and fired his rifle directly into its chest. To the Snickersnack Podcast. My name is Caleb, and I'm joined by my co-host Cal. It's me. It's Hello, that guy, it's the tall one, the tall one. Yep. Um. Yes, we's we's back. We're back at it again. We back at it again. Today we're uh, stepping into the uh, U.S. once more. U.S. folklore. I mean, I was about to say, ah, uh, one like we're gonna do it for the first time, but no, Bigfoot is Big, you 100%. know he's kind of like the American cryptid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so. But what Bigfoot is not is a fearsome critter. It's true. Now, not many people know what a fearsome critter really is. I did not know before Caleb introduced me. Fearsome critters are essentially American folklore from pretty much lumberjacks, anyone that spent a lot of time in the woods. The the logging times, kind of kind of, sort of western expansion from what I understand, but yeah, good stuff. Yeah, so when everyone was cutting down trees, yeah, everyone would get together and tell stories and... Well, you know, you end up with a bunch of drunk loggers that would come up with wacky, kooky characters and creatures. And, well, I think it's a kind of like a forgotten, I'd say art form, but also like just folklore. Like, it's real. It's Americana. Yeah. No one knows about it, and it drives me nuts. So, we're going to be doing a little little character, a little creature that little not many people guy. know. A little creepy guy called the Hide Behind. Now... I've got the big book of, of beasts and, and stuff, and He's I'm going to it. read from the big book of beasts, which is going to probably be a new thing, because I have it here and I might as well use it, right? We're making this a staple. We're making, yeah. The show going onward. And I'll end up with more books at some point. Either way, <laughs> originating in the lumberjack communities of the developing United States of America, the hide behind, one of the fearsome critters, was a brutish and dangerous monster of the woods responsible for the disappearances of many woodsmen. Generally, it would, as its name suggests, hide behind a tree trunk, but any large object would do, and from its ambush position, waylay its unsuspecting prey, dragging them kicking and screaming into the depths of the woods never to be seen again. Even if a lumberjack suspected he was being stalked or watched, no matter how quickly he would spin to confront his aggressor, the hide behind was always faster and able to retreat to his ambush position. Mm. A couple things that it doesn't bring up. Yeah. Right? The fact that it's described as really hairy. Hairy. Now, Almost I, like a bear, but upright. Almost like a bear, but upright. But also, skinny as a rail. Mm-hmm. Can hide behind a 10-inch thick tree. Yes. 10 inches. That's not, that's not very big. He's a slim little guy. Just a slim little, slim shady over here. Because mm. he's like a tree. Never mind. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so it's typically covered in like a brownish hair that kind of comes down. Kind of looks like a like a pine tree is how he's kind of depicted. He's got he's just, got not even a mullet. He's just got the the 80s rocker hair. Yeah, it's all over his face. You can't see any features. His front looks the exact same as his back. Mm-hmm. Like he is perfectly he's like a he's like a parasol 
like a like at a at a restaurant when they have an outside seating area and it's closed up because yeah. it's well it's the northwest and there's never any sun so it's like closed up yeah that's basically what it looks like but hair another thing that it states is that it's really really fast he's real fast which is cool really cool now we see speed in ambush predators a lot and obviously here we are looking at an ambush predator because he's sneaky he's a sneaky he's guy he's not gonna confront you right out he's gonna wait until your back's turned and he's gonna come and slice and dice you true mm-hmm. unless and the book does not state this you are piss drunk you're hammered you are absolutely just smashed mm-hmm inebriated to the highest extents. The hide behind feeds on the entrails of its prey, and it will either choose a human or, Caleb, do you know, do you remember there's one other favored prey that they like? Oh, Either um, humans or... uh, uh, Do you remember? I don't. I thought you were testing me. No, 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 I'm I'm asking for real. I'll I'll see if I can find it. Uh, But yeah, the entrails of its prey... And Which are always tasty, you know. Yeah. I prefer a nice little bit of entrails. Um, I don't know what that enta- entails. Do you, does that people, entail the entrails? Are we, just talk- are we just talking the intestines? Is that? I guess so. I, I mean, mean internal maybe... organs are always great, right? You know, yeah. fried up. What's it called? Chicharron? I, you would know better than I do. I, I guess so. Yeah. But those, they kind of lose their flavor for the hide behind if there is alcohol in the system. Yes. The scent of alcohol is considered to be, um, it it, it repels them. So people get absolutely pissed drunk, but it's about the smell. And since their smell, uh, if you only have like one beer and it can't really smell you, they suggest that you should just be absolutely hammered, Right. right? So that the scent is just wafting on off you yeah you have to have that terrible beer breath for the hidebind to realize hey i'm not gonna eat this guy also i found the piece of information it's grebe intest- intestines which a uh, grebe is a type of water bird kind of like a a loon oh okay a crane, almost cool yeah they just they have two favorite foods bird and man flesh so this brings up an interesting point of could hidebinds be semi-aquatic or at least capable because if they're going after water birds you and the semi-aquatic i you love i love, love semi-aquatic listen if it's scary on land that's one thing but if it's scary in water as as someone who enjoys a little bit of a little bit of horror a little bit of spookiness i find that things that take humans out of their element where we can barely move mm. it's great it's the water. 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 That deep dark water. That bad dark water. That glass <laughs> shark. You gonna get you. Thanks, my brother, my brother and me. Mm. Either way. <laughs> That's a reference. God, yeah. That's a deep one. Maybe. If you're into podcasts, and you probably know it. Either way. Hide behind. Hide behind. I don't know if it's semi-aquatic, because the design of it screams stick bug, not, you know, manatee, or... Platypus. Hmm. But imagine a stick bug that water skates. 
Because it's going so fast? No, 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 no not necessarily. Just surface tension. I'm, I'm not suggesting that the hide behind functions like that, but I could see a stick bug that could walk on surface tension. Okay, well, like we're talking about skater. the hide behind. You're right. Well, we won't get sidetracked <laughs> it's like saying a design. Well, I guess a giraffe could be semi-aquatic because it's so dang tall, but yeah. I was about to destroy your argument with facts and logic Please about, do. about it being... Um, uh, able to walk on surface tension. But, yeah, no, that's <laughs> like, a little bit too heavy. Yeah, I was about to say. Um, but it's really fast. It's Ambush really Predator. Fast. Doesn't like alcohol. Uh, camouflaged, and it's smart enough to know when it's in sight line. See, that I think is my favorite aspect, is that sixth sense to know when it's being watched or even know when it's about to be watched because we as humans i'm sure anyone who's listening has, can relate to the experience of feeling pins and needles on the back of your neck like oh shoot someone's looking at me right now and turning and you don't see anyone or you see your mom she's got the slipper out oh the she, con- she, was it the, co- con- the chocolate the, the chocolate, chocolate. And, and you know you, you weren't supposed to be eating apples at three in the morning and now you're gonna get it and why is this so specific? You, I don't, have you been eating apples at 3 a.m. and your I, mom threw slippers at you? Ask me no questions, I'll tell you no lies. Um, I'm asking you questions, though, so are you telling me lies? Uh, a lie through... <laughs> I'm going to abstain. I'm going to... Ah, lying through omission. I extra, understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, where was I going with that? I know exactly where I was going with that. Um, so that kind of prickles on the back of the neck. Imagine if... And I have no idea how it functions. <clears throat> well, so what I understand about that, the concept of the sixth sense, right? Because they've done a lot of testing on that. Well, eyes in the back of your head specifically. feeling The feeling of being watched and yes. knowing. Correct. Yeah. It comes from, you've already seen it. Hmm. You know that it's there. You just haven't, like, like in that non-lizard brain part of your head yeah you haven't realized you it's haven't there like but you have an understanding that something's there hmm right interesting it's that primal aspect of you know our slowly lost primality i i wish that, Is that we a could word get a, no but want, it fits in the circumstance i like it primality primality word of the day not a word it's my word it's caleb's word of the day caleb's word of the day primality hmm Okay. Either Where was way, I going? Where was I going? So, it's would you say it's just really good at seeing? You think it's got a really good vision, but it can't. It maybe, doesn't have big eyes or anything. It's covered in hair. I mean, maybe it's got another sense. Maybe electroreception, like a platypus, since we brought it up before. Oh. Yeah. Or echolocation. Well, I, then you would have a sound element. Yeah, I don't understand platypus at a like a you know a base level hmm. spiritually they are strange little guys that's that's for I, sure it's just god's sense of humor to me so hmm. either way maybe so electromagnetic or electro sense electro reception yeah huh which is how does that benefit it in this situation now does does that work above water absolutely so everything on earth gives off electrical impulses when we move because our muscles have to activate and we do that with our nerves thank you brain all that good stuff Hmm. and there are a few animals who hunt above the surface of the water with electrosense Uh, one of them i believe is the tenric which is 
I might be butchering its name. It looks kind of like a hedgehog, but is it from New Guinea or New Zealand? Or maybe it just echolocates? Hmm. That, I'm a little funky on. Mammals are never my strong suit. I'm good at reptiles. I'm good at dinosaurs. Some fish. All right, well, you said there was a couple of them? Table that. I think there are. I know some insects do. Mm. There's no reptiles that do it? No. No reptiles that do it. Reptiles are all about the thermal. Right. Thermal? Yeah. Thermal. Mm. And and snakes don't necessarily have good vision. Depends on the snake. Your your baby, your beloved boomslangs have amazing venom. Venom. Vision. Because they are tree snakes. Tree snakes are universally more more so sight based predators because they have to have that reaction time to interesting yeah so are you saying that sight based predators have better reaction time depends um because think about something like an alligator snapping turtle which i wouldn't really say is a sight based predator as much as a touch based predator right but it's got great reaction time well so in the case of well yeah touch is definitely like i mean look at a crocodile yeah or you know any canine type mm-hmm. thing um but because we're looking at a creature geez, what the heck that was my, noise. my demons are just you coming went, out of me <sighs> it was crazy mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> But we're looking at a creature that is watching you mm-hmm. turn around, right, looking for it. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's making a wide arc around you to find a new ambush position. Yeah. So, it's well, if it, if it gets, like, yeah. not spotted, but if it's If suspected. it sees you turning, it's hidden before you turn. So I think we have a few options there. One of them is absolutely what you said about having a really fast reaction time. Yeah. But if it's going to be changing its little stakeout position, say from tree to tree, getting a little closer each time, right. it's going to be moving really fast. And I think that speed combined with the reaction time just means that you're not going to turn around and see it. Right. So I'm trying to de- uh, devise what type of sense it would utilize. Now, again, you don't really see its eyes you're right. ever. So I'm... As much as I want to say, because vision would make it easy, mm-hmm. it's a sight-based predator. It's never really depicted as having eyes, like, shown. And if it did, well, it's like those dogs with the big fluffy it's thing over little sheep dogs. Where they yeah. can't see a dang thing. Yeah. So, I like electrosense, but I can't quite trace it to a mammal that I know because I'm bad. What if it just parts its hair? I don't like that. <laughs> I don't want to see. Its hands. I don't want to see the hide behind with the bull cut. I'm gonna <laughs> just pulls it back. That's an image. Ex- ex- exfoliate. No. Exfoliate. Ex- exposes its eyes. Mm. Just massive. Or it just has real big eyes and maybe less hair in the face region. Mm. Uh, not as well, fun. It, again, it, it is always depicted as you can't tell its front from its back. Hmm. In that case, what about thermal? Yeah. I mean, if you had thermal, well, vision, are we saying thermal as in snakes or thermal as in the predator? Well, I mean, what's one and the same? I, I don't know. Snakes, I, don't snakes have, like, thermal sensors? Yeah, heat, heat sensing not, pits yeah. that essentially respond to heat and let them quote-unquote see in the exact same way that Predator sees. Mm, interesting. That'd be cool. Yeah. I would like to be able to do that. Well, we can. It's called thermal yeah. imaging. But well, it'd be great to do that naturally. Just 
just toggle, toggle it on and off. Just I got can see weird the dark pits now. coming out of your face. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but thermal imaging plus what if it had thermal and electric? I mean, would it really need it? I mean, both have their props. Electric is good for things you don't have line of sight on. Which, like, for example, hmm. hammerhead sharks use their electrosense to see stingrays that are under the sand. Hmm. Whereas thermal, if a snake doesn't have line of sight on a rat, it doesn't know where it is. I mean, it might because of its sense of smell, but right. it can't quote unquote see. Well, it. so what I'm what I'm thinking is that electrosense would be useful in an environment where it would be difficult to see your prey. Right. However, this is a roughly six foot tall creature well creature uh, humans yeah right your prey being humans and water birds don't forget and, and water birds which really specific those stand what three uh, they're like herons they're like what three feet tall yeah uh great blue heron could be maybe five feet tall oh i'm talking about this specific one though. right grieve is maybe two feet tall okay so it's, it's a little guy yeah it's gotcha. a it's not like a wading water bird oh, I okay i think it's more in the school of a loon or a snake bird or, mm, okay. Yeah, your little they paddle, but they ride low in the water. They dive for fish. I see. Gotcha. The ones that do silly dances. Oh, the good. Okay, the good ones. Yeah. Gotcha. Um. What was I saying? What were you saying? Oh, um, uh, electrosense. Not electrosense, right? It would be useful. I, I feel like in like a jungle environment, but not so much in the the North, kind northwest of northwest woods. rainforest environment. Yeah, because ours are a bit more open. Yeah, as woods go. I mean, I we don't have a whole lot of like. Well, I say we don't have a whole lot of like untouched woods. We have plenty of that. We do. But, <laughs> um, but like these are logging locations, yeah. right? That people are like, oh, yeah, the loggers or whatnot. And I'm sure everyone can picture in their minds like a logging site. Yeah. Like how, or maybe not a. Mo- uh, old logging site, or at least a modern one, but in terms of how the distance or between trees and undergrowth and stuff like that, if it's if it's evergreens, then what it's... like fifteen twenty feet from tree to tree as the closest? Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe some undergrowth, like ten or... feet in a really tight place. Yeah, some underbrush, but it's not going to be. It's not like a jungle. Yeah, right where it's just you can't walk through that unless it's you know blackberry bushes. But mm. aside from that, you know. It's pretty much fine. So I don't think it would really necessarily need electrosense or electrical whatever right. imaging. What about a sense of smell? Well, naturally, everyone loves a good sense of smell. Mm. I mean, obviously, wait, it has to have a really good sense of smell because it can't stand the scent of alcohol. That's true. So, Although there is the note in, I think it's a book of creatures where mm. we got our other half of our information where... Uh, if a logger has had maybe one or two drinks, but isn't completely hammered out of his mind, the high behind may still disembowel him, only right. to realize upon getting the stronger scent from the entrails that no, this isn't edible. Right. So right. it might not be the Which, strongest. It's interesting that saying disembowel them, but this book says drags, that it drags them away. Yeah. So. It's interesting. There's different. I mean, maybe you it. get disemboweled either way. The yeah. one is just sooner, and the other is later. Right. Uh, outside of a creature sense, I really like stories like this because it's part of it is old logger wisdom, mm-hmm. right? 
It's you, a cautionary tale. Cautionary tale. Aside from just being pissed drunk in the woods, um, being alone, uh, alone, especially as a logger, right? Where um, if you're alone, then you can't check out for widowmakers or, or trees that can fall on you and kill you. It's true. So I honestly, how I see the hide behind in a folklore sense is kind of like bring a buddy, bring a buddy, so that you don't get killed by well, one whatever else hell's out in the woods. Or two, Widowmakers. Yeah. Right? There's a reason why they're called Widowmakers. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's always important to uh, not be alone in the woods. Unless you're getting paid to. Like, Les Stroud. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, or you just really don't like people. Man, which, that's me. I, yeah, I feel that on an emotional level. <laughs> However, back to the creature idea. Right. Good sense of smell. Like, not just a good sense of smell, a fantastic sense of smell. Well, I mean, didn't we just kind well, of rule we, that? Not amazing. Not... Cr- I don't think it's hunting only by smell. Mm. It's got something else. Not, yeah, not just sense of smell. I mean, I'm still here for the thermal. Right. Because it, it never specifies a time that you can get cold out. So if it's hunting at night, mm. then that would be really good to have thermal, right? Pretty all right sense of smell. Let's yeah. put it at that, right? The decent one. Probably better than a human sense of smell. Probably good hearing. I would think. Yeah. Okay. Decent hearing. Ooh. I've just had an idea. Okay. I might save it for when we get into speculation. We're kind of already in speculation. All right. Well, <laughs> shoot. Then what let's, do you mean? Let's start going. Wait. Let's what start, else would we be doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Let's go into taxonomy. Let's go into taxonomy. Let's Ooh. classify this thing. So there's a lot of ways we could go. We know that it moves bipedally. Right. We know that it has talons that are suitable for either dragging someone away or slashing someone open. Okay. Uh, we know that it has access to some other sense that allows it to see without its eyes more or less and we know that it's fast right it runs really quick okay i mean so not a whole lot of bipedal things in the mammalian sense i've got something that yeah not not a mammal but how about this what about a really big owl you know i was thinking you were gonna go bird yeah so it has, like, claws. It does? Yeah. So, owls, traditionally, they're pretty cool. Oh, I see where you're going Yeah, like good hearing. Yeah, good hearing. Right. That's what that's what kind of put me onto that. So, uh, there are ground owls, as we know. They mm-hmm. can still fly, but there are plenty of birds that can fly but hunt on the ground. Look at caracaras, look at... Uh, Roadrunners, mm-hmm. for all, all you Looney Tunes enjoyers, Roadrunners can fly and do so kind of competently. Huh. Um, shoebills, uh, the list goes on and on. Um, cassowaries. Cassowaries. Well, cassowaries can't fly. No, can they not? No, I not at all. That. They are ground birds. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're uh, ratties, I believe is the term. But yeah. They scare me. Oh, imagine a cassowary hide behind. No. <laughs> that would cover the height. Although, although... Wait, don't cassowaries have the ability to hear heartbeats? Yes. Mm. See where I'm going? He's, he's doing, really he's good, doing something with really his hands. Really good hearing. I like that. However, we are not in Australia. Right. So, 
Well, yeah. I mean, know. maybe a large... I mean, the, uh, South America has the rhea, which is another large ground bird. Mm, okay. And they do have that kind of stringy, upright, kind of cypress tree-looking feathers, hmm. at least in texture. But hear me out. I'll, I'll cook on the owl first, and then we'll get into maybe a rhea. Okay. Uh, owls have, in the past, in prehistory, there was a prehistoric ground owl from, I think, the Paleocene... That was five feet tall. Which is roughly how big they say hide behind. There you are. go. We're on I something. mean, a little bigger, but... And so, the thing that holds us back is running speed. Although, if something has long legs relative to its body, mm-hmm. and especially in this case, where it's a well-camouflaged animal evolving to hunt specifically on the ground. Yeah, and plenty of time to do so. Right. Or, imagine owls fly completely silently. That's like their whole thing. So it can, yeah, it can run on the ground, or it can really quickly change location, change position by flying. However, owls are the world's slowest flying bird. That's true. But the flight is more of a reposition tool, and the running is for speed. Mm. Right. Anyway, um, if an owl that is five feet tall gets on a person... A great horned owl's talons exert, I believe, 500 pounds per square inch of pressure. They can kill a bobcat by grabbing it on the face and crushing its skull. That's nutty. Like an orange. So, the thing about, like, well, I'm thinking, like, yeah, like a cassowary, right? right. They will they will gore you. They will. Right? They, they'll, will they'll, they'll, they will disembowel you. They will disembowel yeah. you. And they're basically just a dinosaur. Pretty much. I mean, by definition, yeah, they're a dinosaur. <laughs> Avian dinosaur, but there yeah. you go. What if, so what if it was an owl that lost, well, lost, but evolved to not fly? Right. Right, so now it's a land-based predator mm-hmm. that can run really, really fast, right, to make up for the fact that it's it's no longer. But it also, another thing I was thinking of, right, you know how baby owls kind of look like Muppets. Muppets, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Z Frank. Um ah, Z Frank. Fantastic. Great guy. Very fuzzy. Yeah. Right? I'm thinking like because they're supposed to look hairy, right? Mm-hmm. But what if I mean feathers can look like anything texture wise. That's fair. And it it is definitely layered in a way. Yeah. Right? The only thing that's kind of holding me back, right, with the bird theory is that I'm looking at like an owl skeleton, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at how the hide behind is supposed to look. So, are you getting caught up on two legs and two arms? Well, I'm getting caught up on width. Ah, because not everyone can be you. You know, it's true. Tall, <laughs> very skinny, way too skinny. <laughs> I'm trying. You're in your Wendigo arc. Mm. But yeah, but so that's kind of like where I'm stuck, right? Because owls, they they look like they're constantly sitting. Yeah. When they're when they're all closed up. Now, I mean, that's because they tuck their legs under to keep right. them warm. But like what I'm thinking is like a bird that's typically stands and spindly, like a heron. Right. Right. But also, I like the idea of the owl. Right. Basically, both. Hmm. Hmm interesting uh, so i'm like i'm like trying to take the 
concept or aspects of like the long leggedness of an of a of like a like a heron. like a heron or a waiting bird, but with the the a lot more attributes of an owl. Hmm. But again, I mean, I you could like... always just have an owl that, like you said, evolves to hunt almost exclusively on the ground and evolves longer legs right. to compensate. Like a uh, well, like every land-based bird, ostrich. Aside, aside from a penguin, but yeah, well, well penguins they're not, are they're water-based. Yeah, they're water birds. So, ostrich, emu, roadrunner. No, roadrunners no. fly. Uh, Raddies are like uh, ostrich, emu, I'm getting, cassowary. I'm getting mine mixed up with Rhea. the roadrunner. The roadrunner. <laughs> very, <laughs> very different bird. Yeah. But, so, I was not expecting to go into a, this is a bird. I mean, we're not locking it in just yet, because I do have one other idea. Okay. I, I Is it time? I think so. Are okay. you saying it's a dinosaur? Oh, well, no. Uh, maybe <laughs> I have two other ideas, though. <laughs> Because we could bring back a dinosaur. We could say, hell. Uh, Don't did... say it's Neanderthal. I'll be upset. No, that would be stupid. Imagine <laughs> Imagine doing thinking that. Neanderthal would be a cryptid. That's nutty. Right? Yeah. Only <laughs> a couple of bozos would pull something like that. Right. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's see. Uh, mammals. We, we can always look at a mammal. Um, one mammal who is... I wouldn't say charming. One... Kind of charming native mammal that we have are pine martens, and pine hmm. martens are very spindly. Very well, not so well, spindly. Not spindly, but like lanky. They are lanky. They have they are long in body. Uh, for anyone not in the know, a marten is in the same vein as a weasel, a stoat, a I almost said Wendigo, a Wolverine, a ferret, a ferret. It's it's your Mustelids. It's an otter. And we're we're back to Mustelids. I thought we, we were done with them last time. Oh, but never. We're back. Never. They they're great. Uh, but yeah, we could always have a fast moving. Um, Are you saying that? Well, I mean, I suppose they can stand up. They have the claws to do it. They can stand up. But would uh, they go back to all fours to run? Probably. I don't see them running on all on two legs because they have such a long body uh, and mid short legs. Yeah, yeah. So I can imagine if, <laughs> if a stoat running on two legs. I really want to see it now, <laughs> but I I know it's physically impossible. He's going. He just he just I goes mean, on his way. What if it's just so dang fuzzy? They're so dang furry hmm. that you can't tell. Because they are built like a Pringles can. Yeah. 90% of the time. Which would fit the weasel body type. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Right? So, it was a really big weasel, but also, you know, square cube law. I don't know if you can make it really long. and See, I'm getting caught up on that. But, like, that's just part of, like, the, the mythical sense of it. So, I really got to get away from that part. Well, if... At all possible, we I at least would like to make our speculative cryptids plausible. Viable. Right. Yeah, so maybe maybe it's like, oh yeah, I can hide behind a 10-inch tree. But what if it's because it's so dang well cut camouflaged that it appears that it could be, like, hide behind a 10-inch tree? Okay, I've got something for you. Okay. Um, do you know the squirrel defense that squirrels use? Where they're on a tree, and if a cat's trying to get them, they they go around it. Right. While climbing it. So, Martins are good climbers, and 
I'm, I mean, I'm sure a Martin that large could stand on two legs because it wouldn't weigh more than a person. Right, and there, again, the the yeah the the height behind is supposed to be around five to six feet tall. So right. we're looking at five to six foot tall, muscled. Not that much. I mean, giant South American river otters are basically that big, and I've seen one stand on two legs. I'm just, in a video. I'm just more scared because that's an otter, or that's a that's that's a that's a dangerous creature. It is. See. Regardless of what we settle on, it has to be an animal that can punch up, which is A, why I like the owl, and B, why I like the mustelid, because either one of them, they're known for preying on animals larger than they are. Right. Not so much owls, but they have the grip power to do it. Now- And then stoats are just taking out rabbits ten times their size. Yeah. Stoats are sight predators. Yes. Yes, they are. They've got good lookers. So, he could always. What would make more sense for a bird to evolve into a ground bird? Happened before. Or a stoat to evolve really good hearing? I mean, their hearing is already well not shabby. Yeah, but compared to an or an owl, where they have oh compared to an owl, they've got asymmetrical ear holes so they can hear in three dimensions. I don't want to picture a stoat with one ear at its jawline and the other ear just on top of its head like a little satellite dish. Sweet home Alabama. Oh no. It's getting into that it's like, realm of the pug tiger. It's, it's like, uh, oh, I feel so bad for that tiger. Yeah. It's like the Goonies. Mm. Sloth. Sloth, yeah. Mm. One well, eye is just kind of sunken down a little bit. The, the flounder bone structure. The flounder bone structure. Yeah. Well, I'm picturing just... Yeah, maybe it looks directly at you, and it's hugging the tree. It's hugging the side of the tree right. while standing up. And then if it sees you start to turn, it'll shimmy shim away out of out of line of sight. Right. And both of these creatures are capable of being really fast. Now we're of course at like a like a uncannily fast. That's thing. true, and that I think fits the owl better. Yeah, because. I think so. I mean, think about how fast something like an emu can run. That's true. Or an ostrich. I mean, those gosh darn Australians had to take a truck at them. Yeah, and still lost the war. And still lost the war. Right. Uh, I mean, although, um, square cube law does come into effect here, but if you look at something like a stoat running, what, 10, 20 miles per hour? At the size of a stoat. Yeah. Stoats are very small. Martins are a bit larger. Not as large as a wolverine. Right. But Wolverines aren't very... Well, I'd say aren't very fast, but... Wolverines are tenacious. They're, they just, they're like a... They're not going to stop. They just pick a direction and go through whatever's in their way. Yeah. It's my 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 plan of attack for things. Mm. Don't go over the wall. Go through the wall. Yeah. Respect but, it. I think that either of these potential creatures could fit the speed requirements. I think that the bird's long legs definitely work as an advantage. Yeah. Because as a general rule in nature, the longer your legs, the faster you go. You know, what I'm afraid is this thing's built like Big Bird. 
I don't like that. <laughs> Big Bird has forward-facing eyes. He's a predator. Oh, although, I mean, a lot of people I've seen have forward-facing eyes, and I don't think they could catch a hot dog if it wasn't handed to them. All the vegans I know have forward-facing eyes. The irony. They the should. beautiful irony. <laughs> they should not. They are. Uh, what's the... Not producers. Primary consumers. They're they're like uh, pandas. Pandas. Oh. Oh, wow. I can't tell if you're insulting vegans or pandas, but it, whichever it is, it's bad. Yes. Mm. Either way. <laughs> um, back to... Back to the hide behind. I don't want to think about vegans. Back to the hide behind. Um, I think that the <laughs> viewed, like, looks the same from the front and the back fits an owl. I think so, too. Because he could just be standing, and, oh, and his little head is swiveling around, so regardless of if he's oh, facing you're to, right. towards or away, oh, he can be looking right at you. That's awesome and horrifying. And, furthermore, here we go, talking about the hearing, um, that does open up the possibility for echolocation. Now, I don't believe that owls echolocate, but right. they have the hearing to be receptive to it. Or... Oh, wow. I'm just stupid. Um, we have our super sense with an owl. I'm just realizing now how brilliant this is, even if it doesn't maybe quite fit. Uh, owls have such good hearing that they can pick up, like, a mouse's heartbeat underneath two feet of snow. Yeah. So it doesn't need to have direct line of sight. It That's has it. a 3D image. It doesn't need sight at all, really. Yeah. Yeah. How? Ooh, do we want this owl to just not have eyes? Oh. How, how does Z Frank put it? Uh, an owl. Uh, imagine, imagine riding a bike at night and picking up a, a moving burrito with your feet based on the sound that it makes. That is how an owl do. Yes, I can't quite do the Z Frank voice. <laughs> and by what Z a Frank, legend. you mean Morgan Freeman? Morgan Freeman. Morgan I can, Freeman. I can Morgan do a Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman narrated the beginning of this universe, and he will narrate the end of it. <laughs> Morgan Freeman is the bringer of the apocalypse. My I, mind will not be changed. I need you to say, I can smell you. I can smell you. More threatening. I can smell you. There he is. Uh, uh, that made me uncomfortable. <laughs> All right, Morgan Freeman. I don't think the hide behind is Morgan Freeman. Although, well, I, I would like Morgan Freeman to voice a hide behind. Yeah. Specifically, the bird hide behind, because it makes me happy. I think, I think the bird makes sense. I've, I've made uh, my case. I, I, think, I think the bird works more than the mammal. Right. As much as I love big, big stoats, um, the bird makes more sense. And it's got a super sense. Yeah. Which is kind we're of gonna get We're going to get to a cryptid or folklore creature where a big mustelid just fits the bill and that's it all the ooh ooh i ooh should i say it what dilbar chew i mean that's easy it's an irish uh it's called the irish crocodile it's a giant otter yeah it drowns people ooh. and i think someone in my family history from my irish side was drowned and eaten by a dilbar chew <laughs> i'm pretty sure <laughs> that's how the story goes i'm not going to say for sure if it happened or not Oh man, I've I've actually never heard of this one. Yeah, it's uh it's really weird spelling. Uh but yeah. D O B. Yep. Do it's D O B or D O H B O R Chew. Chew is Chew. Right there. Yeah, there it is. The Durga Chew, the Dubber Chew, King of All Lakes, King Otter. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna hold on to that. Another one. Time. Put it on Another the list. Time. Um, it's gonna go on the Dobar list. Chew. Um however, yeah. No, I'm, I'm I'm here for the for the the bird, the avian 
kind of thing. And it would be fast. Yeah, absolutely. It would be able to hear. It wouldn't need to be on the line of sight. It doesn't even really need to be able to rotate its head at all. No. I mean, it can. I, I it can if it needs to. It bobs its head to find you. Mm. But, um... Oh, imagine that you're looking off into the woods, and you see one, like, weird-looking stump, and then the top of it just is a little shimmy-shammy back and forth. This isn't a good day for me. <laughs> and it's got talons. Now, it never states that it has arms, but, matter of fact, it, it really doesn't state that it has arms at all hmm. it just looks like a like a hairy pole so it's just a walking muppet pretty much yeah it, again it looks like a like a freaking like a umbrella with legs oh i have a fun idea which will even adds to the bird idea because yeah it well birds don't really use their arms a whole lot and imagine it just wraps its wings around itself to add to that disguise well, if it has wings. If it has, I mean, regardless of whether it flies or not, it has wings. Well, you, you know what I mean, wings. though, like 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 big wings, full wings. Yeah, because yeah, I'm 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 on the 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 idea that it's a completely terrestrial bird, mm. and not like like flight. I'm gonna raise you something. Think about an ostrich. Uh-huh. Think about how big their wings are. They can't fly. That's true. At no point, not even baby ostrich can fly. But their wings are still very large. I mean, that, granted, they use them to Do catch think? air while they're turning. Mm. They use them as drag. Mm. But still big wings. That's fair. And so if there is an evolutionary reason for the hide behind to keep its wings, not necessarily full flight feathers, but at least some kind of more feathered than, say, cassowary's wings. Right. It and would keep them. Ostriches are really fast. They are. Well, it really... Well, well for... I think 25, 30 miles per hour. It's pretty fast. I know, and emus emus are faster. I think emus emus can go 40 miles per hour. Mm. That's a fast bird. Yeah. 40 miles per hour is really fast when you're 10 feet away from the thing, it's behind a tree, and you don't know it's there. Right. But also, if, you're, if we're going off the wing theory, it can mm. turn really well. Oh, it can. It can turn on a dime. Mm-hmm. And its head is just locked on you the yeah, entire no matter time. What. It's running around you, and its head's just turning <laughs> with it. Oh, no. <laughs> mm. uh, but, um, so. So. Where do we go from here? I mean, like, I think that makes sense. Yeah. I like it. Anything else that we want to add to that? Um, well... God, I'm I'm racking my brain now because I feel like we missed a lot of valuable things last episode. Like, uh, can I do a quick aside? Sure, go for it. Okay, you got a little bit of time. Okay, talking about basilisks. Last episode, I know last episode was a nightmare. Yeah, it was all over the place. Yeah, we're not doing multiple creatures anymore. That's that's no a that's that's aside the point. Because I've regretted so much, all of it in hindsight about our old basilisk that we came up with. Which is super cool. Because I really like Big Snake. Um, so, Leophis, the, the giant viper. Let's actually, we'll, we'll put the addendum at the end. Okay, we'll, we'll put fin- the addendum we'll finish, at the end. We'll finish this thing we'll first, finish this. and then we'll get to it. We stay consistent now. We, we stay consistent. <laughs> we'll try. We'll try. Um, That's funny. We'll do our best. Yeah. No, we gotta do our best. We're gonna, we're gonna finish this, and then we'll go finish last episode, I'm I guess. I'm gonna do the best I can. All right. So... I think that we go from here to uh, how to deal with them. Yeah. Now, of course, cover yourself in alcohol. It's always a good one. Yeah. And then right? the second one, moral of the story, bring a buddy. Bring a, bring a buddy. Cause back to back? 
it it's obviously a very much a like ambush predator but also like it it's it wants one person and it doesn't want to get into a fight yeah that's right? why it sneaks up on you and doesn't run at you screaming right because yeah. that psi is really scary on one person who's all by themselves and it i don't know wraps a claw around the back of your throat right and now you're gone or rips you open or rips you open but if you got a buddy to punch it in the back of the head it's a bird it's a bird bones are hollow bones are hollow it's gonna break yeah punch birds in the back don't don't punch birds in the back of the head (laughs) i mean unless it's attacking your dog unless it's a canadian goose they deserve it Mm. the geese go first in the apocalypse it's true they they have no fear of man and i'm gonna put the fear of man into the geese i'm gonna put the geese into me I'm going to eat them. Oh. I'm, wh- whoa, where are you going with that? <laughs> oh, I didn't know where you were going I'm with gonna that. I'm going to have a goose stew. Dude, I would I would down a goose. Yeah? That would be a Christmas goose. I mean, yeah. It's just duck, but big and mean. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Goose. Um, <laughs> Back. So, having a buddy. But yeah. if you're going to hunt one, right? Well, you're never going to be able to hunt it if you've got multiple people. It's true. Right? You At least in close guy. proximity. Yeah. But, so what I'm thinking, right, so my original thought when we were discussing hide-behinds before mm-hmm. we got into the uh, the idea of it being um, a bird, Big which, bird, yeah, which makes it a little bit more um, tangible, was if it was really fast, just hang cheese wire between two trees and then look at it so that it runs off and then gets... I mean, you, you can't ever look at it. Well, like you go to look at it, and it's going to move out of the way, mm. but you're going to move it right into the trap, which is it runs headfirst into cheese wire and, you know, bisects itself. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, it, that's how I deal with, the, you know, the Flash. Um, anything that goes fast. Hermes. Doesn't the Flash have some kind of super durability? You know, take this, have my super durable cheese wire. Psh. There you on, go. It's comics. I there can you go. make up whatever heck I want. Oh, imagine a villain whose whole shtick is just cheese wire. What? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, sure. He's My whole thing is just the, flash. the cheese wire. The the slow you down. I mean, that's why that's why Captain Cold is, you know, a villain, a recurring villain for the Flash is because it makes the floor ice. Yeah. He can't go anywhere. He's going to slip and slide. Mm. Um, but you know, it's the Flash. He's like the most powerful person on the He's Justice League. Too powerful, it's crazy. Anyway, Either cheese way, wire, cheese wire. Cut That's... up your hide behinds. Cut... They can't get you. Yeah, you can even make Julian fries. Mm. Um, but if we're gonna go with bird, I suppose you could do the same thing, but instead of having it be like tense, have it be something to run into and then wrap around it. Mm. A net. A net, you could, but if, if it's got, well, it can't hear a net or, like, whatever it's going to run into. Yeah. I want I want it to get, because, like, if you have, like, some sort of bolo or a bola, mm. not Ebola, just Ebola. Bolas. Bolas. The, the, the whippy, whippy, triple. Right. But instead of throwing them, you had something that, because, again, it doesn't have good eyesight, so you can use that to its advantage. I wonder if it would go for a dummy. It can't hear the dummy. That's true. Uh, we need a heartbeat. We I need think. a heartbeat. Hmm. So, and it can probably it can tell the difference because it goes specifically for humans and small birds. Yeah. So, again, really specific. Really, really specific. But that's folklore for you. Yeah, yeah. Everything's out to get you. That's how I like it. So I'm thinking 
some sort of because uh, I really want to use its its ability to see you move it or like trying to look at it mm. against it, right? Because if it's going to move out of the way, right, out of your your periphery, then I want it to run into something, mm. right? Because if you can do that, otherwise you're just going to miss it. Yeah. Or you could also do the tiger trick, where when when people are in tiger territories, oh, mask they, they the wear a mask head. on the back of their head. Yeah. Then again, they don't have a eyes. No. Okay, so we're going completely blind. Well, or echolocation blind. Can they see what side your head's facing with three D hearing? Probably. Probably. If it's that good, then yeah. They hear heartbeats from a ways away. Mm-hmm. They can tell what direction you're facing off the sound you make. I think so. Huh. Because think about it like this. Owls have their asymmetrical ears. Right. So we hear things left and right. They hear things left, right, up, down. The difference is that their hearing is so much better than ours that everything is making a sound constantly. Right. So it's like they have a 3D map Fair. of everything that's around them. Okay. I think, especially if you throw in a little bit of echolocation... Here, I have, yes, I have a way of way messing with it. Right? Right, so we get a, a boombox and we play uh, I Just Want to Have Fun, right? At max volume. Or girls just want to have fun. Ah. Just playing as loud as physically possible. Right? I feel like that would scare off or severely cripple. So, the image <laughs> now is a lone lumberjack <laughs> jamming his little heart out. To girls, girls just, just want to have, have fun. fun. And every single hide behind it is is running away in terror. Oh, also, drunk off his mind. He's zooted. Absolutely zooted lumberjack listening to girls just want to have fun at max volume. He's doing a little dance. I love it. Mm. Now, I don't know if he's very popular. I I mean, if I was working with him, he'd be the coolest guy to hang out with. Absolutely. Right. Because he's the least likely to get eaten by a hide behind. It's true. I want to work in his patch of the woods. Then again, what if he runs into... uh... Hmm. The, the Dung Haven Hooter. The Dung Haven Hooter, which we might talk we'll, about soon. We'll talk about soon, but um, they go specifically after people who are drunk. So you know, I feel like don't be drunk. Just have a boombox playing. Girls just want to have fun. Yeah, right. And then hang up cheese wire because it's gonna at least clothesline itself. Yeah, I right. Mean, you don't clothesline on cheese wire. You. Yeah. 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 It's going to clothesline itself, and then it's going to cut itself. Mm. Or you hang it at leg level, because they got them spindly legs. It's true. They're strong legs, but they're still spindly. Yeah, they're wiry. They got yeah. that grippage. So imagine it goes to kick right? its leg forward, and it just gets cut up. Yeah. Right? It's going to have a hard time walking. Right? And, you know, they got hollow bones. So, like, yeah. I'm, I'm, bust through one of those things, it's going to be nutty. Mm-hmm. Or, hear me out, you dig a hole. <laughs> Digging a hole. <laughs> you dig a hole. Yeah? I, I don't, again, like, the only way I can see about getting it to go into said trap is to stand in the middle of an area and then have a donut a donut, yourself. A donut. Have donuts. I don't know if they like donuts. Kill like them with donuts. high cholesterol. High cholesterol. That it is it. America. Yeah. It, it comes with the territory. But, 
screw you, hide behinds. We're not gonna hunt you in any way. <laughs> you, We're just gonna make you too fat to chase us. Yeah, you're you're not gonna be able to hide behind anything anymore because you're gonna be like the size of a small barge. Oh, we're gonna be hiding behind you. Yeah, <laughs> your mama. Either way, um, so how we deal with the hide behind? Play girls just want to have fun. Yep. Hang cheese wire. Get drunk. Man, this is like the best one so far. This one's Superman. I love it. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounds like a fun time, honestly. Campers so. just walk around with boom boxes. Yeah. You're not going to be able to shoot it. No. Right? You're not going to be able not. to. You're not going to get line of sight on it. No. That's and the tricky by part. the time that you, you know, whip out your sweet, you know, halberd or whatever, you're going to mm. get got. Yeah. Right. You could. I mean, if it goes for abdominal, it seems that it's got a very specific case of it, it likes to eviscerate its target. Yeah. You wear armor. Maybe. And not even. It wouldn't even have to be like crazy armor. Like a stab-proof vest would be probably enough. Unless. Mm. Think about what people have to wear for falconry. Well, yeah, that's just the bird. Sitting well, I'm on talking about armor. like a stab-proof vest. Right? Okay. Like like. What what cops wear when they're, um, like, in a... Well, instead of a bulletproof vest, you can also have a stab vest. Then it just snip-snaps your Achilles tendons. That's very specific and implies a level of intelligence. Yeah, which owls are not known for. Yeah, owls, owls are, dumb. are dumb babies. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of, like, compared to a lot of other birds... Birds of prey, specifically, are on the smarter side. Not owls. Yeah. They've gotten, I think the word is like complacent. They're so good at what they do that they don't need to be smart. God, I wish there were more people like that in the world. <laughs> Never mind. Mm. But there are too so many. There we, are too many stupid. We can't people apply. We have to go off of purely instinct in this regard. Right. Right. You're not going to see it coming, so be ready for when it does. Yep. And it'll kill itself before it reaches you. Yep. That's the go-to. Cover yourself and wear 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 a stab proof vest, and might you might have a chance to uh, get the get get the god on it. Mm. I mean, you'll never get the god on it, but it will fail to get the god on you, and then you put your arms behind your head, grab it, and death drop on it or something. <laughs> hit it with the hit it with the the turn around, grab it. And do the belly-to-belly suplex, mm. right? Suplex the hide behind into the ground. You'll win. It's, it's how you do it. I hope... Mm. I feel like all cryptids can be dealt with with sweet WWE moves. So I we, wish that was the case. That's how we killed the cockatrice. That's true. But the that body is, slam. That's something with the body mass of a cat. I don't want to see the person <laughs> who can suplex Bigfoot. <laughs> Maybe I do. Brock Lesnar. Uh, Brock Lesnar suplexed Bigfoot. In the next WWE Super Slam. I want to see what happens if you put a gorilla in a boxing ring with a world champion. I feel like gorilla just wins. Gorilla wins. But now imagine Bigfoot. Okay. Versus gorilla? No, versus a person. Oh, yeah. Well, my, my point is that's don't, fair. don't use WWE for I feel like, every single I feel like a gorilla beats Bigfoot. Really? Well, if we're going off of the idea that it's... it's uh, you know the the uh, Neanderthal or evolved Neanderthal, but strong. That's true, but strong. Yeah, hear me out. We're gonna do Either maybe way. maybe at some point we'll do a theoretical cryptid one v one tournament. <laughs> Let's go. 
I'm Maybe like, that's our 100 subscriber special. Let's let's make that our like our hundredth episode special because then we'll episode. have a lot of cryptids to go through. That's true. Um, do you want to do your addendum for for last episode? Yes, I will do my addendum now, and it should be pretty quick. It's one itty bitty thing. So, for the most part, I couldn't find it. I don't think we found it in editing, but I mentioned I thought African basilisk because I'm using the Gaboon Viper right. as the basis. And then I talked about Leofis, which is the giant, largest, largest viper ever found, fossil record, what, like, 8 to 12 feet long? Yeah, and then we found out that it it was in It was found in Greece. (laughs) It was found in Greece, which is where the myths of basils come from, versus, versus stinking Eastern, not Eastern Europe, Western Europe. Which is where cockatrice were found. It's a it's a bit of a distance. I think we might be looking at two different cryptids. Mm, mm, that's good stuff. It's coming back. But anyway, uh, yeah. So our basilisk doesn't have to be African. It could easily be Greek, which fits with the narrative of. I don't know what narrative. That's most of my addendum. That's. But it's it's cool because it's cool. that means that it it's another level of like reality that we yeah. added to this. Yeah, that's the greatest. The greatest failure of my life is not just saying let's do an episode on basilisk. No more. <laughs> let's do let's do an episode. That was my thing though. I said let's do petrification. No more quad headers. Yeah, no. We're maybe gonna, maybe double headers. If in the if they're very similar to each other, yeah. we'll do two. But we just talked about uh, hide behind for an hour. Yeah. So like on that regard, let's I think I think the one per episode is probably the best way to go about it. Unless it's, it's a it's it's one that really doesn't have a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But again, neither did the hide behind. We still We managed to draw it out. We And that's where the speculative Yeah, the really speculative part is nutty. Cause it's, good. it's it's original, it's cool, and I think it's unique. I'm not sure how many other people right now are doing Speculative speculation. evolution on cryptids, yeah, or biology, or maybe biology. we're dead wrong. Maybe we're dead wrong, and there's a massive community of cryptid uh, speculative biologists, and we're just not invited to the parties. Man, that'd be sad. Yeah, like I want a bagel. Like you know, they got bagels at that party. Oh, they do. They got the nice bagels too. They Ooh, got the everything. Bagel. The everything bagels with like the with like the blueberry cream cheese. Mm. Oh man. All right. Why am um, I hungry now? Ah, oh, I hate do we, it. Do we have anything else? I don't think so. Unless, do we have any, like, notes, I news? Got, I don't have anything. Not, uh, not so much. We're, Snicker Snack Podcast, we're on, um, we're on YouTube, we're on Spotify. Rumble. Rumble. I, mm, oh, one of these days I'm going to get it wrong. I'm don't get it wrong. wrong. Don't get I'm it wrong. I'm going to say the other one. It's Rumble. Run Rumble. We're, we're on YouTube. We're on Rumble. We're on Spotify. We're trying to get on Apple Music, but for some reason, Apple's being a turd. Apple's being difficult. Yep. So for we'll get on it eventually. No here soon. known reason. Yep. But we're working on it. Um, if you want to follow us, we don't have social media, so if you can find us, you can know what we look like from behind, and you can follow us that way. Um, I don't recommend it though. Right. Social media overrated and bad. Yeah. Yep, yep. It's but terrible for your self-esteem. On the other hand, yeah. We've got it. We've got some social media too. We've got a We've got the Oh other. yeah, we do. We yeah. do now. We have and what? An Instagram and Instagram. We have a TikTok. We have a TikTok. We're not running it. We, we have someone else running it. We do. 
Yep. Our our social media expert. Shout yep. out to her. Shout out to her. We've got a social media expert. So she's got that stuff going on. But if you want to follow us specifically, good luck. You got to find us first. Uh, you find me in the woods. Yeah. yeah or you, in the deep ocean. You'll find me building something. Yep. Setting a trap. <laughs> Here's the hoping. Right. Yeah, don't don't try to find me. Right. You'll well, end up in a hole. And until until next time, he's been Caleb. He's he's been Cal. And this is the Snicker Snack Podcast. This is Snick and this is Snack. Yep. All right. Shoots. Bye. Good guy. Get get out of here.